Dave, what have you been watching this week? I'm up to season six of Cheers. I feel like this box set, apart from anything, has been Dave's update on Weird I'm only doing about what a day, though. <laughs> <laughs> Kirstie Alley's in it now, though. Oh, yeah. She is really good. I, mean, I do miss... I think Shelley Long is, like, such an underrated comedic actress. She is absolutely amazing in Cheers, I think. And her few appearances in Modern Family. She's only in about four or five episodes, yet she is so memorable. Definitely, yeah. But, yeah, Kirstie Alley's come into it now, so it's um, it's all changed. Woody's obviously in it as yeah. well by now. Oh, so, I just think Woody is one of the greatest oh. TV characters ever. He's a bit... I'll, I'll be honest, he's quite underused in the first couple of series you'll notice if you if you go back and watch them but he's growing into it more now yeah. with these and then Kelly comes into it I remember sort of watching it the first time so he does become a bit more prominent but I still think Carl is the best character in the whole thing yeah well I've actually watched something this week and Kenny's been round the rails this week okay so we were sat and watched it's the Netflix series Unstable with Rob Lowe so I haven't seen this. I'd listened to Rob Lowe's podcast mm. and I've heard him talking about it and I know his real life sums. Yes, yeah. yes. So, so, what, so what is it actually about? So Rob Lowe plays a sort of scientist and he's a bit of a genius and everyone loves him. He's dead charismatic and his son is dealing with being in his dad's shadow and stuff like that, which I think is quite real as well. With right. The relationship with his son and Rob Lowe. His son is probably the best thing about it. He's his performances are really natural. He's one of the writers as well. He's one of the creators, and he he wrote one of the episodes, which I think was actually one of the best episodes. It's not, it's not amazing. And Rob Lowe's character is not a million miles away from his character from Parks and Rec. Oh, I'm very positive. And- yeah, but and this will sound like it's a bit bit of a negative, but it's not. It's a bit of a poor man's mythic quest. Oh, right, it's that that kind of... The, yeah. It's got the same beats as it, yeah, though, like yeah, uh, yeah. a Mythic it's Quest not, episode. It's not as funny because it's not as wide-ranging as Mythic. Because right. Mythic Quest, I love it. it all the other characters mm. really build it. It's not as... But it's a very similar vibe. So, yeah, no, it, it, like, literally, I watched... I think there's six, seven episodes, and I watched them all in the day, quite happy on Sunday. I've seen the clip where he's dancing with the headphones on. Yes. And then it cuts to... It's, it reminds me of the scene from Home for the Wilder People. Yes, really he's dancing. But it's Rob Lowe. <laughs> you just got to love Rob Lowe, haven't you? I've listened to a couple of things this week as well. Ooh. On Smartless was Matthew McConaughey. I haven't heard that one yet. That's definitely worth listening to. And Mark Moran had Killy Murphy on, but I don't know if that episode was a couple of weeks ago and I'm only just catching up, but they're okay. two things worth listening to. Definitely. Speaking of things listening to, I just had the worst earworm the other day. Do you, do you actually get earworms? Are they? Yeah, we used to do a thing on a work on a Friday where someone would put their earworm on. So we'd all have a little listen to what well, it was. This is how you cure an earworm. You listen to it. I was remember reading that and it's so true. Cause, but anyway, it was yesterday. I had these just couple of notes and I was like... And I was like, it was going round and round and round. And all day I was sat downstairs working and then it just went boom. LA Law theme tune. The LA Law theme tune. I don't know where the hell that came from. I can't even think if we've even spoken about any of the actors no, or the no. series. I, or I know Jimmy Smith's in it. Yeah. But I 
don't know why. And then I put it on because it's Mike Post who did loads of the 80s yeah. TV show. Oh, it's such a great tune. Oh, it's it is a great, great tune. Is. But that's so random. Yeah, yeah I don't know where either. But yeah, the cure for an earworm is to listen to the song. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> I had, um, but I knew why, but I did have the, the Danny Elfman Batman theme. All all leading up to us going to see yeah. it, but I knew what kind of caused that. But yeah, yeah, we used to do that where in work. So on a Friday, someone would put their earworm, and then we'd all kind of go Ooh, and have a little listen to see if it was something that you didn't know. It was always good, but yeah, it's a bit like that thing whenever you're in a taxi or whatever going, in, and it's the last song you hear as you get out of somewhere. If you're in a car, it just carries on. But like I said, that this. I didn't know what it was. It was just them few notes were going around my head all day and then just went, LA Law. <laughs> like, what the hell? It couldn't be any more random, could it? No. What's the best theme tune? Ooh. The Golden Girls. Oh, it's a great tune. It's a great tune. Speaking of great tunes. Hello and welcome to Watch It If You Can. My name is Dave. My name is Liam. This podcast is all about box sets we've created of our favourite films and TV shows. Some you've seen, some you haven't, and others you may never want to watch. However, we can say, if you've never seen Back to the Future, great Scott. All we want to do is chat on about these films and TV shows that we love so dearly, and maybe, just maybe, you should watch it if you can. Back in the um, yes, the studio slash man cave slash spare room slash kitty and climbing machine. Speaking of man cave, there's a new addition in the man cave which I'm pointing to, but it will be mentioned later. So ah, to the, I can see the toy on the uh, the yeah. top here. So to the, pointless to the listener, they can't. But it will make sense a little bit later. We'll take a picture and we'll share what it was. Yeah, yeah. as part of the uh, the promo. Yeah. It is it is a clue of what's to come. So this week, the theme is... Animation. And you have chosen... Transformers, the movie. Oh, let's roll this episode out. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us all about it then. So it's a 1986 movie that picks up 20 years on from where the classic 80s TV show left off. Unicron, a humongous planet-eating being, threatens Cybertron. Meanwhile, on Earth, a battle between the Autobots and Decepticons leaves both Optimus Prime and Megatron out of the picture. Meanwhile, the rest of the Autobots are left scattered across the universe, hoping the Matrix will come to their hour of need. So why Transformers the movie? Oh, Transformers was my jam as a kid. <laughs> I just like there was a couple of things I loved as a kid. The first thing I really got into was He Man. So how old are we? We're seven yeah, when this was, comes out. Yeah, yeah. So pre pre predating that was He Man. Absolutely loved He Man for a couple of years. I had all the figures at the Castle Grey School, and then Transformers come along, and that was it. It was just, I had loads of the toys, loads of them, comics. Oh, 
just love trying to TV show on Saturday morning. Oh, <laughs> Do you want to feel old? Yeah, no. <laughs> so the film was set in 2005. I know. So it's already in the, in the film it's set in the past now, isn't I it? I know, it's just like the future. I never got on. I mean, I don't remember the film as well. So when that came on the start and it was talking about in 2005, as if it was like the distant future, I was like, oh, Because so in old. the TV show, Danny is the young kid, Danny and his dad, but in the movie, it Spike is his yes. son now, which is a... Re- um, yeah, no, it just makes me feel old. And also... Do you, I know you used to have a lot of these. Remember, they used to when a film used to come out. They'd, if it wasn't already beforehand a novel, they'd write a novel version mm. of the film. I know you used to love them. I had the comic book version of this Transformers the movie, and it was a it was like the Transformers comic used to be like a little thin one, but the Transformers movie had a lovely glossy front cover, and it was of the whole movie. And oh my god, I've still got it, my mum's. I must have just that must have been. At my side for about 18 months, two years of my life. Did it used to be a Transformers annual every year as well? Yes, comic, comic book and annual because my uncle at the time was the editor, one of the editors at Marvel Comics and he was the editor of the Transformer comics for quite a couple of years. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. so that's oh, where my... Yeah. And that sort of... I think that just doubled up me interest in it even more. So absolutely loved it. But as a film, it still stands today. Like, it's not perfect. I'm sure we've got a few things later, but it really does stand up. And, it, you know, I'm not a big watcher, so I watched it, must have watched it a couple of times as a kid. Never watched it my whole adult life. And it was about five years ago. I somehow remembered, oh, I've never seen it since I was a kid. And I put it on and I absolutely loved it. I watched it about five years ago, watched it a couple of years ago, and I watched it again the other night. And I still enjoy it. It, it does stand up. And... It's that era of 80s animation just before all the computer-generated technology came in. You could you can tell it's still um, ink cells and... Because you, know, yeah. you can tell when you do the credits, there's like a million people from South Korea involved or, or something. <laughs> isn't it? But oh, it, the, the look of this is just absolutely gorgeous. That, the colour in the... It's not perfectly animated. Oh, it's just... I love it. It's me jam. I haven't seen it. I don't think I've seen it in my adult time. Really? Like, yeah, I don't I don't remember watching it with Robert at all, to be honest. Probably did, but I just... Obviously remember watching it as a kid, but I, I couldn't tell you the last time I watched it. It it definitely... It's Rip Warren, isn't it? Yes. Like, there's no slow bits at all. No, it, Absolutely. Uh, it, like, 100... 20 minutes, is it? Oh, yeah, 120 odd it's minutes. It's I have got some issues, which we'll yeah, come to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, who is in it that we know? So, okay, so there is actually a couple of big name actors who weren't previously associated with Transformers because the series had been on for a couple of series. Most of that cast are here, some because they do multiple voices. But some of, like, some of the actors in Tasha's first time, we've got Orson Welles. Orson Welles plays Unicron. And it's like, <laughs> I didn't did get on. Did not long after I think it was one of the last projects yeah. he was working on. So he, he voices Unicron. And Uni- Orson Welles is an absolute, A, he's a, a genius actor, but he's he's more known for his, the way he directs. Because 1941 film, Citizen Kane, everyone has to watch it. It is an amazing film he directed. When you see that film, 1941, 
it was a leap in filmmaking. It's never quite been the same since. There's pre-Citizen Kane, there's post-Citizen yeah. Kane. He really invigorated directors and especially the power of editing and how you can move, move it on quickly and just be magic with it. And also you've got to see his 1949 film, The Third Man which is just one of the greatest films of all time. How do you think they come to do it? Was it, I mean, you, if you're going to say money, then fair enough, but it's so random, isn't it, to just go, I, I mean, to be honest, I'm dead impressed with whoever sat there and went, shall we ask Orson Welles? Because the, the character Unicron is a planet that eats other planets, so whoever it was to take on the role must have had some gravitas. So I'm thinking... Who else would you pick? It's like Dawson Wells. I mean, I imagine they had a wish list. And probably yes. had like two or three names up there. Because I imagine Leonard Nimoy, you, you're probably obviously going to mention, yeah. was probably one of the first choices because he yeah. easily could have done it as yeah. well, couldn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. I imagine there was a few people like, but Definitely. to get Orson Wells in an 80s cartoon. Bonkers. And that's like the time it worked out for them because yeah. sadly he did pass away not long after. One other Orson Wells film I'd always advise everyone to see was... I remember doing this in, I think I resat my GCSE English in college after I left school, and it was The Man for All Seasons, was, was what, and the 1966 film, I think Andrew Schofield plays Robert Moore, but Orson Welles plays Cardinal Wolsey in it. Oh, it's, oh, it's amazing. Good film, it's yeah. Really good film. It's, it's based on the play, so it's very wordy. So if it's a very wordy script, awesome, well, it's like, yeah, go ahead, lad. Off you go. So who else have we got? We've got just one other random one, because I picked out, because it's a massive cast list. I've just picked out a few that you'd thought, oh, it's a bit odd. Or either connections to previous episodes. So just, there was a, an actor called Jack Angel who voiced Astro Train. He also provided a lot of voices in The Iron Giant. Oh, right. Box set. Eric Idle. Obviously famous from Monty Python. He also pops up in Frasier. He's also in one of my favourite films, Nuns on the Run. I haven't seen that for a long time, Bobby mm-hmm. Coltrane. Which obviously, if you remember, directed by Jonathan Lynn, who then went on to do My Cousin Vinny. Oh, nice, nice. nice little Was Eric Idle in The Simpsons? Yes, I think he's been I'm in a sure couple of episodes. Has, yeah, I think, he's, I think he's had a reoccurring mm. sort of role. We've also got Judd Nelson who's also in Breakfast Club and St. Elmo's Fire, along with Amelia Westfeld, who's... <laughs> you pulled that back to the episode. Yeah. The, uh, the one, sorry, the one I've got for Judd Nelson, and the only reason I want to bring it up is he was in one episode, apparently Moonlighting, but I only bring it up because Moonlighting's going to be on Hulu, which I imagine would then mean it's on Disney Plus here, yeah. so they're putting all, the Hulu, uh, all on Hulu, we're getting Moonlighting. That's my only reason. To I, it was really random. I watched. I think it was the the first show. On, I think it was one of the later seasons of Moonlight, and it is so meta. It's unbelievable. So the whole yeah. sequence of the opening show, the new episode, was they do a musical routine backstage on the set of Moonlight. Yeah, it breaks it's, the fourth wall, doesn't oh, it, all it's the time. Yeah. Bonkers. It, it does loads. I mean, Bruce does loads of looks to the camera. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of that. It's, do you it. know what? It's not given the credit it deserves. It's sort of... It's because the last few episodes, it, last few series, it's not as good. It yeah. Does. I, I, I've watched it all again, not too long ago. Yeah. And I'll watch it again. But yeah, the last few series are not as great. And you... you 
they didn't get on. I know we're going off track here talking about Moonlighting, but they didn't get on either. We're did Moonlighting, not Moonlighting. Moonlight, yeah. <laughs> Could do an episode about Moonlighting, but who else is in it then? We've got Leonard Nimroy. Is it, is it Leonard, Leonard Nimoy? Leonard Nimoy. Obviously, everyone knows him from Spock, but he also directed Three Men and a Baby. He did, yeah. And also, we mentioned it in the Lethal Weapon episode because he was penciled in to direct it, which I think we were talking about time would have just been bonkers. It would have well, been. Well, off the back of Three Men and the Baby, that's yeah. really like yeah. really odd. The, the couple I've got for Len Nimoy is he was in Fringe. Did you ever watch that? No. That's a really good series. He was in Futurama and he's done two episodes of The Simpsons. Oh, two episodes. <laughs> eh? All right, Spock. And just last mention as who's in it. Peter Cullen, just because he voices Optimus Prime, just leaving that there. <laughs> the only up. other one I'd mention is Scatman Covers is in it, and he's in The Shining. That's probably what he's kind of most famous for as well. So some great voice actors in it, yeah. some great Hollywood actors in it. Should we talk about performances or character? Yeah. Have you got a favourite? couple of honourable characters. I've got Grimlock and Soundwave. Yeah. And that's what I was pointing to that's before. That's the toy on the I've shelf. I've got a little Soundwave toy there. Look, <laughs> I just thought Soundwave was just the coolest, badass Transformer of all time. And I also think Grimlock was boss as well. So they're my two favourite, couple of my favourite right. characters. Performance-wise, Eric Idle and Orson Welles are amazing in this. They don't have big parts, yeah. but it, it's a performance by both of them. I don't agree. See, you no the Eric, the Eric Idle character. I just didn't didn't take to really. Yeah, it just I... seemed like quite pointless and mm. like I the, the, I didn't even like the performance. You know. See, I when it's yeah, one of those things I, I always think about. It's one of the is... things I've both to take out. Ooh, <laughs> How interesting that you've gone away. Because I just I just think it it's it's you no know, when we always say whenever I think back I just think of him because he just he basically just quotes TV commercials and it's like da, 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 da. I think it's a great performance I really enjoyed it it, it makes me smile really when yeah. he's on yeah no I, I, I went the other way I was oh, just like we don't often completely disagree on things it's very, it's very rare isn't it yeah but yeah interesting we, we found went. we found the divide line between us and it's Eric Idle Eric Idle's <laughs> Transformers the movie <laughs> performance who knew that would be the end of this podcast <laughs> oh, I'm going Kenny, pack your bags, we're off. I have got another... Can I keep Kenny? I've we got, split up. Well, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> Why, this is going to go to legal court, legal um, proceedings, isn't it? I have got another issue with you as well. Can, I, we, ask, can I ask a question? Are we doing this now or are we waiting for the, the issues question? No, we'll do it now. Okay. Only because Soundwave. What happens with those little robots that just stay inside them? I know how many does he get in there? I think it's... What do they do? Do they just sit there waiting to be called into action? I don't know. And it's, it's very odd. It is, because you can have... I think it's four. Is it's it, four. Yeah, there is it's four, like There's yeah. no tape... No, t- no ghetto blast that I know holds four rec- tapes. No, it's... I don't know. I just found that really, like... I like the idea that, obviously, they come out and they transform into their own little things, but... It's a bit weird that he just walks around carrying them. And he just go off, you know, my little children, fly. He is now. I've, he was always one of my favourite characters. Okay. Hey, so they're me Grimlock Soundwave characters. Controversial performance of Eric Idle and Orson Welles. But, and it only really struck me watching it again the other night. Cup, I really enjoyed 
as character and performance this time I watched it. Which one's Cup going to remind me? He was the one that was up with Hot Rod, the, the blue one, the old timer. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it was, I think, now I know for a fact when I was a kid, Hot Rod and Rodimus Prime, who, who mm. became, spoiler, is I actually got, I've got the toy, Rodimus Prime, I've also got Optimus Prime. With me, fit, well, I loved Hot Rod. But it's that thing now you said as we've got older. Yeah. I loved Cup watching it again the other day because he's got the old story. Because you don't want to be him when you're a kid. No, no. Do you? you don't want to be the old Autobot. And it's the same in any TV films. Yeah. We had the same with Coming to America, didn't we? The, the yes, dad. yeah, yeah. And I was the same watching it. I was thinking I do relate more now to him. Yeah. And the younger ones are the annoying ones now. Yeah, yeah. They're like, oh, come on, Hot Rod, stop, stop being a dick, yeah. man. Do you know what I mean? Just like, the old men, though. Like, look, you kept gagging in on the Matrix when you were handing it to Ultra Magnus and all that. I'm like, lad, come on, step aside. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so definitely, it just struck me watching the other day, Cup, and I thought, oh, yeah, that's, he's my man now. That's fair enough. I'll go along with that. There's loads of action Loads of even dramatic scenes. Have you got a favourite? I've got a couple of honourables. And it's almost one of the... There's little bits of comedy in there, but Starscream's coronation is actually quite funny. Cause he's, With his crown. Yeah. And the, the, the trumpet players, every time he yeah. speaks, they carry on singing. Because <laughs> if you remember the series, Starscream is an absolute arsewipe. <laughs> Just like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? But because he was always you trying to... You didn't want to be him, did you? Yeah, you know, he always wanted to be, like, take over Megatron. And it just, this, his coronation scene just tickles me. I think it's quite funny. And then just how then Galvatron turns up yeah. and just kicks his ass. I just, I love that scene. Another scene that always stayed with me. And I think, it's, again, it was, I always remember in the comic book version, was when Hot Rod and Cup were, were in the, were let, got dumped on the other planet and he got arrested and you had to go through that. that like, it's weird, the junk planet, isn't it? Yeah, no, no, all the other ones went to the oh, junk sorry. planet. They went to the one where there's like that that judge with all the That's faces right. and the court of judge judgments. That scene always like, that it's that four-faced judge character that's been you are innocent and then you all it doesn't matter whether because they were getting punished that scene always stays with me yeah that's one of, when you mentioned about watching it again that is the one bit i remember like from the film i didn't remember a lot of the scenes yeah i'll be honest watching it again i was like oh yeah it's like it starts coming back to you but that one i remembered that does yeah. stand out it's something it? about that that the four-faced judge always yeah. stuck with me my favorite moment Especially again when I watched it with the other night was I loved the scene where after the battle on Earth the Decepticons are flying through space and he's like the the, the spaceship like I need to dump weight and he get the way they just dump all the injured Decepticons including Megatron it's brutal <laughs> and hilarious at the same time because they're like no don't and obviously they kick Megatron yeah. out and it's a big like you know they've just basically killed off Optimus Prime and Megatron which I'll come to a yeah, little later yeah I will and, it, and then then he gets picked up by Unicron and the bit where they tr- the, the, especially the animation when he transforming and developing and he mm. come rebirth as Galvatron I love that bit I and you've like, got to remember that's all hand drawn as well yeah, isn't it yeah oh absolutely and again I was only watching it the other night so I, no, I really love that bit I was like I think that was Your one favourite yeah it was my favourite bit for this time round I've got two which is Unicorn, when he transforms into the full-size yeah. robot, I think is, like, amazing, isn't it? 
and just Optimus Prime doing the one shell stand, one shell fall, that, that like, you want to cheer, don't you? Yeah, it's you like, just... It's Peter Cullen's voice oh, is it's just... It's Optimus Prime. Oh. It's, Optimus Prime was my childhood. I think he does it again in the movie, I'm sure. They yeah. repeat the line, but that line in the cartoon especially. So speaking of earworms before... Yes. Best song in this, or just mention of any the the your favourite tunes? Couple of Honourables. Obviously, the Transformers, the theme tune is... I don't know if it's the exact same version. It's not. It? It's, it's a little Definitely bit more not. rocky, isn't it? It's yeah. like, oh, it's like proper 80s power chords. Mm. Like, Transformers! That's, oh, I love it. It's great. But the other Honourable is there's a couple of songs by Stan Bush, Day, which they... I think the first comes on a bit where the Decepticons first attack the Earth base and then Cup yeah. and Hot Rod are racing down the mountains. Great piece of music. But it's got to be the touch. It's a belter, isn't it? Oh my God. It's an it's an 80s anthem. I absolutely love it. And what was quite funny, I was telling you when mm. you came before, I had all my notes written on, on um, my iPad and I'm going, I need to write it up, type it up on, on my laptop. Oh, I can't be asked. So I did the dictate thing for the first time on Microsoft Word and I'd wrote in Stan Bush, comma, the touch. And then forgetting about it, I must have went, you got the power! And it's still written down on my page. So it just tickled me. But here's a story about Stan, Stan Bush, the touch, the song. When me and Jackie were getting married, we had to pick three songs to have played in St. George's Hall. Yeah. Stan Touch, Stan Bush. You didn't pick this one, did you? Well, it was on my <laughs> list, but funny enough, Jackie. Oh, was it Beatles? Yeah, oh. Beatles, yeah. But it was. I just think to come down the aisle, you got the power. <laughs> to, as Jackie walked down the aisle, she was a bit like, no, not happening. No, I was, I was really upset. Oh. What did you have instead then? What did we have? We walked down. Jackie walked down the aisle to Fleetwood Mac Songbird. Nice, lovely song. Mm. Yeah, not as good as. No, no. <laughs> transforms. No, you got the power. You got the. Touch. It easily could be like a montage scene from Rocky. Yes, couldn't oh, it? It's, it's like it's it's sure. that like pumping, get you going music in it. Absolutely, vain pumper. It gets you going. <laughs> like no one's ever. That sounds really. Weird. And especially when it's called Stambush. Stambush, the touch. <laughs> it's a vain pumper. Let's just let's move on, Dave. Move quickly, on. yeah. <laughs> So this is going to be the interesting conversation then, isn't it? This is where this could be the last episode. What, if anything, would you have done to make it better? I've got a couple of things. Do you want me to go first? Yeah, go on. You go first on this one. So Rekgar, which is the Eric Idle character, gone. Mm. Cut. Pointless. The whole Junk Planet scenes, I think, are just to drag it to the 120 minutes that it needs to be. Part, yeah, Because yeah. I think it could have been an hour, but you can't release an hour movie, can you, on the cinema? So I think they tried to make it 120, like, you know, just over the 60 minutes. And I think that's, it's filler. I hate the Dinobots. You don't like the Dinobots? Oh, I hate them. Yeah. See, it's, I think it's, they're so annoying. It's weird because I don't mind Grimlock because he was one of my favourite characters. The rest of them are completely... Yeah, like there's no there's you, there's no performance, and then Grimlock has a couple of especially his relationship with Cup when he says I want to hear the stories. No, I I don't I don't mind happy. I think he was just always one of my favorite. But is the idea that they were around millions of years ago, so that's why they transformed 
into dinosaurs. There is a weird backstory to the Dinobots. They're not quite... I can't quite remember, but they're a little bit different. They were never full-on part of the Autobots. They were always their own little thing. Because I'm just thinking, if they've been around for millions of years... Is it just their program that they are? Because they treat it like children, aren't they? Yeah, it is. It's a bit weird. They're like they need to get on the ship, and like you have to go and round up the Dinobots. And I was like, "Thank because it, <laughs> it's literally how they would portrayed in the comics and the TV series. That I don't know if it's something because they were great, big, massive, powerful beasts. So they sort of well, we know a, we do know the real reason. Which is they want to sell toys. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> so I think someone, some executive, has went. Dinosaurs, yeah, kids oh, well, love dinosaurs. Let's do that. But but the, the the reasoning to be very childlike in the comic series and consequently mm. the the movie because once they were they were stuck in the movie because characters that had already been there they would they would and I think the same too. But yeah, I always thought the actual personality. I loved the character Grimlock in the comic because he was he was childlike, but then he was also like one of the strongest and the most powerful, and he did always come to the rescue when he needed it the Autobots he was always there like their backup plan yeah so that's why I always had that affinity with him so but yet the rest of the the rest of the dynamics are a bit pointless in the film so I've got a couple of more bits but I'll I'll do one more and then I'll pass back to you because I, I don't know if you're going to do the same but I think really is probably one of the worst oh, movie God, yeah. characters yeah. of any film. I don't even know what he says. Me, he me, just speaks me, in me, rhyme me. and yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, I was yeah, sitting there yeah. going, please kill this wheelie off. Because yeah. I, I was trying to think, does he die in the film? And obviously he doesn't, but I was that was the one death I was open for. <laughs> so what would you change then? One of the things, and it's really noticeable, especially in the first 20 minutes, when after all of that point to kill Optimus Prime and Megatron is... They announce every character you see for the first time. They announce their name. Yeah, yeah. Again, that's purely to sell toys. Oh, oh, Prowl. Oh, Jazz. Oh, Bumblebee. And they repeat the names and stuff. And it's just that I found really annoying. And also, there's loads, there's a couple of things, because it's it's far from perfect. But after Unicron becomes a robot... Hmm. You know, considering he, he destroyed planets, I thought it didn't take that much to take him down, if I'm totally honest. I thought it was like, oh, like, like one, one little poke through the eye. <laughs> and then, like, Grimlock punching on his, like, kicking him on the back of the leg, and he seemed to go down. It was a bit like, hang on, this guy was destroying planets a few minutes ago, and now he's just like, he gets. Yeah, because to- the opening of the movie, he destroys that planet in about two minutes, yeah, doesn't he? And it's massive, but I just think. There needed to be a stronger way to kill yeah. Unicorn because the whole thing was the Matrix was his like sort of kryptonite, mm. and that didn't even come into it either. It was like they just went, "Oh yeah, we're we're, we're well." They do use the Matrix, don't they? To, yeah, to yeah. Destroy so, him. It's just like it's like ah, oh, but I, I just thought the it actual to be a bit more like yeah, it wasn't very imaginative to kill you, and I thought there was real opportunities to just be. This is one of the biggest, strongest characters ever you've seen yeah. do something really spectacular to kill him but basically it was like he got poked in the eye and kicked in the back of the eye like, <laughs> and he fell over so are you going to touch upon the ones that did die or do you want me to go through the list oh yeah if you want yeah 
so one of the things I would have, would have changed is, and we're probably going to talk about why they did some of these things, but I wouldn't have killed Optimus oh, so God, All day long, no. You know, no, he goes in the first long. quarter of the and movie, And he doesn't he? actually have that much in it either. He has, no. um, he has a really good fight with Megatron. And we're probably going to talk about yeah. why, but they kill off Brawn, Prowl, Ratchet, Ironhide, Windchanger and Wheeljack. Yeah. All in the space of this movie. Yeah. And then from the Decepticon side, you Starscream... It was our, growing up, Starscream was the main Decepticon, yeah. wasn't he? Obviously, yeah. after Megatron. But we kill off, technically kill off Megatron. Yeah. Because yeah. Megatron becomes Galvatron. So the two biggest Decepticons get essentially yeah. replaced slash killed, don't they? So I don't know. I just, would I have done it? But we'll probably go into into yeah. why. So I think we're going to talk about yeah. some of the things that happened and why they happened. What impression did it make then? Budget-wise, it cost about six million. It says its its worldwide gross was only five point eight, but in America alone, it took five point seven. I mean, no way! Did it only take zero point one million pound across the rest of the world? So I don't know. So I'm not was quite. It, was it released widely though? Because I don't think it was massively worldwide. I, it wasn't a big hit. It, it really just wasn't. It didn't seem to take on. I think it's become a cult favourite over the years, most definitely. Do you think in the UK, like, because it came out in December? Yeah. yeah. So it came out a few months after it being out in America. Do you think there was part of that where, especially in 86, going to cinema in December right before Christmas, kids, you know, yeah. parents are spending money buying it. But we, they probably bought them two or three Transformers toys and then... Liam, you rock up, go and mum, can you take me to the cinema to yeah. see Transformers? He's went, I've just bought three, I've got three toys in the yeah, cupboard. Yeah, probably back. the toys they bought probably all killed off as yeah. well. <laughs> yeah, because it, it probably came over in the Optimus Den. She's like sitting there with a big Optimus Prime wrapped up. Yeah. Am I really going to take him to see Optimus Prime get killed? Because I don't remember seeing it on the cinema. I No, I don't remember I don't seeing I it. I managed to get a copy on VHS off my uncle. And mm. I think I got it quite early on as well. So I think he managed to. I think me. I'd have cried. Yeah, yeah. No, I I remember it was, it was, <laughs> it was a moment when when Optimus Prime died. It's, it's Wasn't a big, it a big backlash? Yeah, I I do. I think there was, I think over the years as well. I think they've re- reinvented the cartoons, the comics, and it, I think it was a big mistake. But well, in eighty seven came. The Transformers movie called The Return of Optimus Prime. Yeah. Literally, so they literally go on to the fact that we've made a mistake here. But it's a strange one because, and I think this literally is the point we've alluded to the whole, pretty much the whole podcast is, like Pirates of the Caribbean, whose very existence was that Disney thought, we've got a ride mm. there, let's put a film out and make, make a bit more money. Lo and behold, it turned out to be a pretty damn good film. So... The idea for the Transformers movie was literally a load of toy executives and Hasbro said, we've had all these characters now for two or three years. We need to bring more out. So let's do a movie where we kill them all off and introduce a load more characters. But it's weird how a purely financial decision mm-hmm. actually makes a half-decent movie. And obviously the legacy of Killing Wonders Prime, you would come back and like sort of change. Yeah. But it still makes a pretty interesting movie. So the, you know, so the, the writers and that and the animators have got this 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 brief to say basically they've got to kill 
all these beloved characters and introduce new ones. And he do an okay job at it. It's actually an interesting film in the respect that they kill off all the main characters. It is, but take yourself back to 86 and you've gone to the cinema to see your favourite character. Yeah. Of like, likes of Optimus Prime and some, and um, I'm sure there's big fans of Megatron and stuff. To see Optimus Prime get killed off in the first, what, 15 minutes maybe? Yeah, it's bong. I think he's he's gone in 20 minutes. I, I just think kid, that's, I think a lot of kids cried and a lot of kids definitely. probably at the time left disappointed. I yeah. think they would have enjoyed the movie but definitely left with my favourite characters it's, dead. It's an absolute... <laughs> It's a it's a it's a weird one because like I said, the, the brief was to kill them all off, and it does make a good movie, but then it creates so many more problems for their legacy mm. of Transformers. It's a, it. Does it make a good movie now because we know Optimus comes back? Well, I don't think he like. Whereas at the time you wouldn't have you'd have thought that's the last time I'm ever going to see that possibly, character. Possibly, yeah. It, but like it's a. <sighs> It was a kids' cartoon. We was like, I don't know, <laughs> <laughs> but it. I just love, and there's a really good episode of the toys that made us on no, that series on yeah. Netflix, and there's a Transformers, and he's the the dimension. This whole thing about the Transformers movie is part of that episode that basically was just Hasbro mm. said, right, we've got a load more toys we need to sell. Let's kill them all off. Let's make a movie, and the movie was actually. Creatively, a half decent movie, and I just find that pure capitalism idea on the back of that. No sentiment. No sentiment. It's like just kill him off. Actually, then creatively makes a good film mm. for this time. That's like a film that still stands up. Twenty odd. Well, how long is it now? It's nearly eighty-six. So we're coming up to forty years old. Yeah. Oh, Jesus, that made me feel old. <laughs> I think, again, it, that comes back to the writer. Slash yeah. writers. You're given the brief and then suddenly you've got to then yeah. create something. So I'm not going to give any credit to the executives. No, no, God, the, no. The credit no, goes to yeah. the makers of the, the film the, oh, who were stuck yeah. with, you've got to get rid of these characters purely for financial reasons. Definitely. And the only other thing... I'm going to mention about the legacy and lasting impression of Transformers the movie is and it only don't like I was watching it the other day and I'm like do you know what after the after the initial battle on Earth and then the Autobots are scattered around because half are sent to one planet mm. the other half is like it's like oh it's like a cosmic road road movie isn't it and I was like oh that's that's I remember when Taika was making Thor Ragnarok that's how he described it it's a cosmic road movie and then I thought, hang on a minute. There's a lot of parallels, and a, and especially <laughs> the feel of the because obviously mm. the junk planet is if you think of the the, the scene where Chris Chris Hemsworth arrives on a planet with with Jeff Goldblum, it's a junk planet, and yeah. they're all it's very. But what's very similar is an eighties film set in the future. That, that weird vibe because mm. now we were saying well, it's, it's they it, kill off the main characters yeah, as well don't they yeah and I just and I'd love to know if Taika because we know he, he loves an 80s vibe mm. I just wonder the whole feel and the vibe and the music Who's I'd influenced? love I'd love to know because I'm I'd just love to speak to Taika did you watch Transformers the movie it just it dawned on me I thought I think there's 
elements there. Yeah. yeah. And I remember I went online the other day and there's a Reddit post, someone's literally listed loads of um reoccurring themes and things between the two and the four. It's not just me who's four tens, it's not just me like being a bit like Ooh. No, it's a good show, yeah, definitely. I'm buying that. Okay, it's that time then. We need Kenny to lower the lights. We bought in a spotlight, Liam. Oh, so okay. spotlight is going on. Are you, you. paying for the electricity? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know how much one of them costs? It's gonna pull me me ceiling down. <laughs> right, Kenny, in three, two, one. Okay, Liam, this is your quick fire round. You have two seconds to answer each question, and I will take your first answer only. All right. Well, that was... <laughs> Dad. It's not serious, this is in the spotlight. <laughs> no. Autobots or Decepticons? Autobots. Mattel or Hasbro toys? Oh. Hasbro. You can t- transform into what vehicle or object? I would transform into a Ford Transit van. <laughs> Classic. Just love trying to think of transit vans, right? And and not a new one, like a, you know, like a, sh- no, like a Sweeney. You know, the one you saw in old films that he did in bank robbery? Yeah. yeah, in the like 70s and 80s old bank robberies, like in light blue or something really disgusting. All suspensions gone, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For a transit van. You can bring back a classic cartoon show. Oh, Cities of Gold. Oh, good chance. Uh, Give us your best impression of the transforming sound. <laughs> I've got to do the. I've got to, to, do, to do the action. I love it. Okay, moving on then. How can we watch Transformers? You can watch it on. You've got to pay for it on Amazon. Yeah, I think it was free three forty nine. Yeah, we're three forty nine for for an, an evening's nostalgia. I would say so. Yeah. What's well, nostalgia for us? For other people, it's not. Yeah, it's brand new. Anyone under the age <laughs> of care. anyone under the age of thirty, it's not nostalgia. The fact that the movie's meant to be set in two thousand five yeah. and in the distant future yeah. that freaked me out already. Yeah, I did like your answer though. I did like your uh, your transit ban because I do find some of it is a bit odd because. Like, who's the one that's like a telescope and stuff? And I think, of all the things, if you're a robot coming to this planet, you can transform into anything. Cause a it, microscope? Yeah, it's like, I'm a microscope. And because a few they were ones, all meant to reflect their, their jobs and roles. Yeah. So, like, was it Ratchet was an ambulance because he fixed mm. the others? Jazz was a Porsche because he was he was meant to be the spotter that could go fast from right. Bumblebee was a spy was meant to be was his character was a spy uh, so there was a sort of I thought they were left less imaginative with the original Decepticons because they were all just planes at first but like no, they were just jet planes I, like, <laughs> I never expected you to come up with Transit Van no. oh, I love it I love an old Transit Van I used to love a Transit Van I remember did you ever come to um was it John Gore's birthday? And he was about 20. He was in the back of a van. We went to McDonald's. No. Remember McDonald's used to have the pallet? Yeah, 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 yeah. This is like a time before like seatbelts and stuff. Yeah, he was just sliding <laughs> round in the back. Like, 20 of us in a transit yeah. van, yeah. I love a transit van. So Transformers the movie then. Great movie. If you like this, what else would you like? I'm going to go first. Obviously the Transformers Return of Optimus Prime movie so you can get over. Yeah. Optimus of Death. 
but I've picked out a couple of themes. I've gone with sci-fi movies that are slow, sort of war slash action films. Okay. Because it is a, it's obviously a sci-fi movie. There's a lot of action scenes, a lot of battling going on. So I've gone with Edge of Tomorrow with Tom Cruise and Emily Blunt. Never seen it. Oh, it's an excellent film. Oh, it, it, it's sort you of, know I have a difficult relationship with Tom Cruise. Yeah, he's excellent in this though. You would love it. It's okay. a brilliant sci-fi film. It got sort of let down because the poster, it's called Edge of Tomorrow, but the poster ads live, die, repeat on it. So people thought the movie was potentially called Live, Die, Repeat. But, because that was in big letters. And then mm. across the bottom is Edge of Tomorrow. And I think a lot of people didn't really know what it was. The, what it was. Yeah. That's interesting. But the movie's, the movie's amazing, honestly. Okay. It's one of the best sci-fi films of the last kind of like 20 years, I think. I'll Yeah, I'll, I'll fight out anyone over that one. The Matrix from 1999. Never seen it. Jesus Christ. That's an amazing movie. Independence Day. Seen that. Good. Seen that one. Avatar 1 and 2. I haven't seen the second one yet. I wasn't that blown away by Avatar. I don't know what... I, d- I, I don't know how this film is the biggest selling film of all time. It's the 3D. Because obviously you have to pay more for the tickets. Bit, and uh, the second one's good. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Again, it's another like three hour one and we're getting three, four and five over yeah. the next however many years. But I think if you're looking for a sci-fi war slash action film, it's it ticks boxes for you. The Pacific Rim movies... Never seen them. You haven't seen them. You'll enjoy them. Uh, Guillermo del del Toro directs them. Um, Charlie Hummans in the first one. The second one's called Pacific and Rim Uprising. It's okay. Uh, But Charlie Day's in. Okay. Okay. It's definitely worth watching for Charlie Day. Terminator 2. Yes. Yeah, Arnie back. I think I'm due to watch that again soon, if I'm honest. (laughs) I've gone with, and this is where you're going to have to give me a bit of leeway for some of these, but it's movies where people transform. Interesting. I see where you're going with it. So some of them are physically and some of them are mentally. So mentally, I've gone with The Godfather because of Al Pacino as Michael Corleone. He becomes The Godfather. Yeah. Yeah, he starts off. He's very innocent, isn't he? Transforms into The Godfather. It's a metaphorical, metaphorical metaphorically transformation. The rest of them are all physical. So American Werewolf in London. Oh, yeah. A John Landis movie as well. Yeah. I love a John Landis movie. The Fly. Oh, with Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum, yeah. Speaking of we just mentioned Thor Ragnarok as well, yeah. haven't we? This is a spoiler. So, cover years if you don't want any spoilers. District 9. Not seen it? No. Oh, where Charlotte Copley is in it. And I can't remember who directed it now. <laughs> it's slipping my mind. Was it the, 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 the guy a, who went and did The Arrival with Jeremy? No, it's Dennis Villeneuve, isn't okay. it? Okay. So it's directed by Neil Blomkamp, who's done the Gran Turismo movie that's out in cinemas now. Okay. Uh, he did Elysium with Matt Damon, and he did Chappie with um, Hugh Jackman as well. Oh, I haven't seen that. I haven't Have you not seen, seen that? that? No. They're really good films. Them. I haven't seen Gran Turismo, but the other three are definitely worth watching. But that's a bit of a spoiler, that, to say there's a transformation in it. Sorry. The Hulk movies. Yeah. The Hulk and just Marvel movies. So we've got Eric Banner played the Hulk. We've got Mark Ruffalo. We've got Ed Norton. And then going back to the original TV series and some TV movies, Lou Ferrino and Bill Bixby. Yeah. So they're transformation movies. What have you gone with? I've gone with the theme of children's TV shows and children's films that work well for adults. Interesting. Okay. 
What have we got? Okay, TV Rise, Simpsons, obviously. Yep. And which, then which we've done a podcast. We have. And if you're going to mention Simpsons, you're going to have Futurama. Really good one, Star Wars, Clone Wars. It gets so good after. I think it, the first two series are okay, but oh my God, it just becomes... And you haven't seen any of the Ahsoka episodes no, yet, have you? No, well, oh. I started watching, I think I'm halfway through, I got halfway through the second season of Rebels and I'd love to go back and watch it, but someone said that see, there's a couple of really good YouTube videos to give you the, all the backstory. Oh, the so you're just going to fill the gaps Yeah, I think in. I might just do that. What else I've got? I'm going to conclude two and you go hands and it together, Sesame Street and the Muppets, because even now when a big star goes on Sesame Street, you still watch it on YouTube. Yeah, Beck Goldstein was on, wasn't yeah, he? it's Sesame Street. And the Muppets. We've mentioned the Muppets before. Any any excuse to get the Muppets. I've also mentioned Netflix Masters of the Universe, the... Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith one. I haven't watched the second one yet. I really enjoyed the first series. I just, I don't know why I didn't go back to watch it. Flintstones is, was primetime viewing back in the day. That, that, in fact, Neighbours took its spot back in the day, if you remember that, that, that time between. Really, yeah. Remember when t- kids' TV finished, but yeah. then just before the, like, Wogan on the news came on, it used to always be the Flintstones, but it was Neighbours that killed her off. Oh, yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. What else we got? Two excellent kids' animated shows that still stand up today, and that's the original X-Men series back in the early 90s and also around the same time Batman the animated series oh, X-Men's coming back isn't it yeah, X-Men I think it's been delayed now yeah yeah it's year, X-Men 97 but I think they're two amazing they mm. were both on ITV Saturday morning TV because they were they, they were sort of rotated so, oh. well I nearly picked Mask of the Phantasm as our animated one but I went with The Simpsons but that was it that was yeah. at the back of my mind is to pick a, a good movie and then I picked Films that are actually kids' films, but work well for adults. And it wasn't until the start of putting my list together. It's probably my favourite type of film ever been totally honest, because I literally all these films, <laughs> and there's probably another 15 or 20, but I, I was like, I can't just keep listing films. But here's, here we go. Paddington and Paddington 2. Love, Say love no both more. of them. Say no more. Shrek. It works really well with that adult child humour. Are you going to go stay in the Airbnb Shrek house up in Scotland? I've heard about this, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're going to have to go. Yeah. That'd be really interesting. Uh, Matilda, both the recent one that came out and the one back in the 90s. So I haven't seen the new one. Stephen Graham's in it as well. Really good, yeah. Good. Really good. The music is in it. I think Emma Thompson plays the the headmistress really she's amazing isn't it but the original 90s one which Danny DeVito and Rhea Perlman I love that as well The Goonies yeah Yeah. The Goonies Babe which often gets over I haven't seen Babe for a long time it was a massive Mm. phenomenon at the time when it came out and it's it's sort of it's sort of slightly forgotten about The Lego Movie Oh, Lego movies, brilliant. Everything is awesome. Do you remember that being announced and thinking, "Yeah, what, what? Like, is this yeah. going to work?" And, and it 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 it's created a whole world of Lego movies. And yeah. does it only work because of though? Well, it, it works because it's brilliant. Yeah, for one, it like the 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 script and everything. But I think what makes it is the scenes with Will Ferrell and his son. Definitely, but 
even Chris Pat's performance is amazing. And there's loads of little details in it, like the bit where you see the space Lego man. He's got the he's got the broken helmet because every every space yeah. Lego was up. There's <laughs> loads of little just beautiful it's an details. Amazing film, it yeah. is really really good. What else have we got in here? A bit of a left field one. Fantastic, Mr. Fox. The George Clooney. Yeah. Where, is it Wes Anderson? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really good one. Another one we've already done, podcast for The Iron Giant. Love The Iron Giant. I could have picked any of the Studio Ghibli ones, but called more on the child theme. I went with Ponyo. I think it's the most out and out mm. right childlike one, but it really does work as an, as an old film. And then also... Rob Reiner, which um, if you stay tuned, there may be a bit more information on Rob <laughs> Reiner at some point after this box set, but I've gone for The Princess Bride. Oh, I love The Princess Bride, yeah. And now, my last one is, this is probably my favourite Disney one, or Disney animated one of the last 10 years, Coco. It's a, yeah, it's, I, it's one of the best. It's such a good film, and I feel like the problem with Disney films at the moment is that they've literally just peppered us with multiple and that them and Pixar are rotating and it was so easy. Like Luca the the was sort of dropped around the same time and he just sort of went a little bit on this. But I think Coco is just a great film and amazing performances, music and feel and, and the whole look of the when you go into the other no the, 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 the it's like it's not hell is it? it's where all the dead people yeah. live and stuff oh that it's amazing it's one of my favourite films you've done in a long time no great choices that was our animation theme week then and Liam picked Transformers the movie and you should watch it if you can was a Watch It If You Can production executive produced by Kenny our Val's lad on Wake Experience don't forget to follow rate and share from wherever you get your podcasts 